The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Consumers have been warned of a serious rise in highly convincing investment scams that are being carried out by fraudsters. Now, the scams are particularly targeted at those over the age of 55. Victims are being asked to hand over a minimum investment of €20,000 or more. Now, joining me to run through uh, what to look out for is Head of Financial Crime with Banking and Payments Federation Ireland, Neve Davenport. And we're also joined by the CEO of Alone, Sean Moynihan. Good morning and welcome to you both. Neve. we'll start uh, with you. What form do these scams take? So what we're seeing with these scams is that there's an advertisement online and what people are doing is they're clicking on the advertisement to investigate it further and it's bringing you to a fake website. On the website then what people are doing is they're leaving their contact details, you know, submitting an inquiry on it and the fraudsters are calling them back. So it's a cold call then that you're getting back um, to, to talk about the investment. Now, how convincing are the uh, initial uh, wh- whether they're uh, they must be emails or something because you know people won't necessarily uh, go googling them online looking for them or will they no so it's actually ads so you know when you see maybe a google uh, when you're googling something in general and there might be ads down the side we're also seeing these ads on social media as well and when you click on the ads it's bringing you to the, these websites and on the websites then there's very convincing brochures that they're using and they're using the names and branding of well-recognized legitimate bonds and investment schemes that people would see or hear of in the news um, t- t- now these are scam artists because uh, presumably if you part with 20 grand um, you'll never see it again uh, but if they're paid ads to Google surely Google should be stopping them there is the, I mean I'm sure they are trying to stop them and I know from the bank's point of view we definitely report all of these ads and they are taking them down as we report them the same with fake websites it's it's an ongoing battle to try to take them down and it's very hard for anyone to know they're, they are legitimate websites in the sense that they're being set up it's that they're then using uh, these websites to advertise fake, fake goods fake investments fake bonds um, and like I said they're using the, the, the brochure wear and the, and the branding and the imagery from what you would expect on investment schemes. I, I am baffled though as to how Google allow this uh, to, to continue. I mean I, I'm not surprised shall we say baffled yes but surprised no because <laughs> they had me um, allegedly having made millions from cryptocurrencies. <laughs> and, and I just, people cannot be that stupid to believe this. But uh, I was there. Miriam McCallaghan was there as well. And uh, I, I think Bono I remember, was there yeah. and uh, all sorts of people were there. Uh, now, whatever about Bono making millions from cryptocurrencies, uh, Miriam and I uh, would not be in that kind of ballpark. But so, again, that's a way that the fraudsters are using. They're, you know, using well-known faces to kind of, again, legitimize, legitimize these these scams, build trust, build a sense of trust. So like the websites, like I said, are very convincing. The call when they follow up with you as well is also, you know, it, it sounds like a call center. They know the script. They have all the different things that they need, all the different parts of it, the scam and the journey, I suppose, that you go through from that initial click on the link to the mm. final piece of you transferring the money. They're very good at what they're doing. What I always say is fraudsters are professionals. So they're using all of these yeah. tact- tactics to lure you in and build that sense of trust with you. So at every stage of the process, uh, you you uh, maybe call them or whatever and uh, the call centre is very busy. We have uh, lots of people we're talking to. We'll be with you uh, shortly. We'll be with you in one minute and so on. Gives the impression of loads of activity when you are the target. 
Exactly. You know, they can put you on hold. You'll have hold music. They can even transfer you as well to a manager. So you might get somebody else. There's a, there are a number of people working together. It's not just one person sitting in a room. This is very organized. It's very profitable for the for the fraudsters. So it's something that they're putting a lot of time and effort to. As you said, it's it's large amounts of money that we're seeing. It's minimum investments of €20,000. It's not small funds. And just to point out, this is not necessarily something people might say, oh, well, I don't do investments. It's people that have worked hard, have earned their money and they're now looking, the target market is somebody that's maybe about to retire in the next couple yeah. of years, wants to top up their pension fund. And we've seen people take out their lump sum of their pension and to try, you know, invest in these schemes to try get that better quality of life for when they retire. So it is, you know, it's it's targeting everybody in that bracket. Now, what is their end game when they, you know, call you back, you having clicked and given some detail, they call you back. What is it? Is it to get you to actually make a, a proper bank transfer to them? Because if so, obviously it has to go to an account somewhere and thereby could be traced, one suspects. Yeah, so they are getting you to make the transfer, not necessarily on the call. Um, there's been different variations of it, but they are getting you to make a transfer from your bank account. Um, they are using, we have seen some Irish uh, bank account numbers. Um, they may, they're not fraudsters, they're not the actual real bank accounts, obviously. They're using money mules to do this this for them. And, we've, and those bank accounts can be, you know, European bank accounts. It's an IBAN, so it's it's hard to recognise um, from a consumer point of view, but an IBAN would have IE if it was an Irish account, account number. Yeah. Again, even that piece of information if somebody was to know that they would say oh well it's an Irish bank account so it is who I am you know it is a real fraud or a real person that I'm talking to but it, they're using um, people's bank accounts Yeah and we've had the guard the on talking about mm-hmm. students being lured into yes, easy yeah. money can we borrow your account I know you have only 100 euro in it but you can turn that into 1000 euro if you let us borrow your account for the day um, yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's the next stage of the problem from a fraud point of view. It, it's it's people using their bank accounts. Um, it's known as money mules and they're using those accounts and they take a fee for use of their bank accounts. So that's a another issue that we're trying to deal with as well. OK, now, Neve, can you point us to some red flags? If these are so convincing, how can we penetrate that uh, that, that masquerade and know that these are chancers? So just to be, I suppose the biggest thing is if you do get that cold, cold um, investment opportunity, just take your time. Do not be rushed and pressurized into making a decision there and then and do your homework on it. Do your research. Uh, If they're trying to convince you to make the transfer straight away, that's definitely a red flag. If there's a promise of a quick and profitable return on investment with little or no risk, that's also a red flag. So do your homework. Stop and think, does the old fashioned, does it sound too good to be true? is definitely, you know, applicable here as well. Take your time. The one thing I would say is, and this is a key piece of advice, is just not to use the contact numbers that are in brochureware or that have, you know, maybe if they've contacted you on a number, go independently. And if it's a well-known kind of investment scheme, Google that yourself or get a number from elsewhere, mm. get that number elsewhere, not from the communication that you've been yeah. given. And and that has been, we have seen cases of people who have called these companies directly themselves and thankfully they haven't transferred the money. Yeah. Uh, finally, the liability that Google might have uh, if they are facilitating a crime. I know, you know, are they a platform, are they a publisher? Um, but is there a lack of rigour in who they accept ads from? I think they they do go through a protocol and they are very quick at taking them down when they are reported. So they are yeah, when your money's that. gone. I mean, your that is isn't gone. good enough. They're taking, yeah, they're placing ads by chancers. Yeah, and I think the government there, there's a digital services act, and I think they're looking at all of this 
um, at the moment and they're trying to do their best to, 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 to counteract it because something needs to be done. Something needs to be done. That is for sure. Neve Davenport, Head of Financial Crime with Banking and Payments Federation Ireland. Thank you. Sean Moyne, and Chief Executive of Alone. Sean, good morning. Good morning. Now, they are targeting people over 55 and uh, you're involved with uh, the older cohort of the population. Uh, how, how savvy are older people um, about these things? Because they can have a native suspicion anyway to a lot of stuff that happens online. I think I think what's really interesting because we we, we we run a thing called High Digital with Vodafone and others where we're building the capacity and training older people about this. And the biggest thing that comes through training is the older people always bring up is how do I stay safe online? Older people are really quite aware aware of staying safe. And on top of that is is I think research shows that older people are less likely than younger people to be victims of online fraud. Because I think there's a resistance to sharing information naturally among older people. Well, I'm looking for this service. Why would I give you my name and address and all that other Mm. information? It's not a natural thing to do for a lot of people. Maybe if you grew up with technology, it's a natural thing to do. So for us, we, we in the training, it's all about people staying secure, staying connected, staying separate and staying safe. And we give people guidelines on how to do that. Yeah. Now, many older people who might have preferred to take a stroll down the town and do their uh, banking in the local bank find their branch has closed. So whether they like it or not, they're being forced uh, to, to be online for banking. Um, which is a convenience, I, I, but still makes you vulnerable. I think what I'd say to you is, is the online world, I think older people, especially through COVID, and we see a huge appetite across a whole range of older people, even those re- quite old and those who have poor health, that older people really realise that that technology can be used to empower them to stay independent, to manage their health, manage their finances, without becoming dependent on individuals. So there's a whole element to this where there's tech for good for older people. But I think, as you say, the thing there is, is and the advice is around staying safe and how to make sure you've got good yeah. passwords, how you keep your data safe, separate from your online world, and then checking out and doing your due diligence. Mm. Now, your programme, which you call High Digital, uh, how do people access that programme? I mean, is it, <laughs> by definition, online? Well, I think there's three, there's three, there's three elements to that. There's an element where, where we actually provide training to community groups up and down the country, and they then provide the training to the older people in their local communities. There's an element with active retirement where we train older people directly, and there's an element that's online where we encourage younger people, where older people can self-teach, but also we encourage older people to teach to younger people to teach older people how, how to do that and a big a large component of that is online banking and how to stay safe yeah so it's a terrible worry when people feel maybe they have been forced online uh, which has great benefits and boons uh, for people who may not be as mobile as they once were but at the same time if they're living in a world of suspicion it's quite uncomfortable i think i think i think that's really the thing and i think it's interesting people need to realize that system sophisticated fraudsters are they're doing this pension thing probably because in a high inflation people are worried about their pensions people are worried that the rates of poverty among pensioners has literally doubled in the country in the last two years so they're actually feeding into an anxiety that people may be coming towards retirement age have 
It's terrible though that uh, you know people somewhere in Belarus or wherever they might be are scamming uh, Irish uh, retirees but uh, anyway vigilance is uh, the price of freedom from this kind of thing. Uh, thank you very much for joining us Sean. Sean Moynan, Chief Executive of Alone. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.